Hi friends and welcome to the Trot Queen podcast. My name is Erin. I help fellow equestrians overcome perfectionism so they can get out of their own way and obtain their goals. So today I want to talk about common mistakes that people make when making a to-do list. So we're just going to dive right into it. Perfectionists love to-do lists. We like to feel busy, we like to feel productive, or else we don't feel satisfied. So one way we do that is to create a to-do list, but some mistakes that we make along the way hinder us from actually completing our to-do list. So let's dive right into it. Number one, the biggest mistake that a lot of people make when making a to-do list is to make it vague. So this is a general mistake as well as a mistake that perfectionists make because we use it as an excuse later on, and I'll get into that in a minute. So when we're vague with our to-do list items, it gives us an excuse to blame later when there's no progress, right? When there's no real progress. So for example, if I made a to-do list for the barn, number one would be ride. Yes, that's a to-do list item. That's something I have to do that will make some progress towards my goals, but it's very vague. And I can, as a perfectionist, my brain tries to protect me from the shame of like, what if I put in all this effort and then I still am not where I wanna be? That's shameful, right? That's painful. Nobody wants to experience that. So our brain tries to protect us from that. So when we have this vagueness in our to-do list, we can look back at it later and blame it. So if I put on my list, number one, ride, what does that mean exactly? You know, I could hop on and, you know, hop on in a halter and a bareback pad and trot around for 20 minutes. Awesome. There, technically I quote unquote rode my horse but it doesn't really get me anywhere closer to my actual goal. So it makes me feel productive. It makes my brain think that I did something good because I did cross something off that to-do list, but I didn't really make any tangible progress towards my goal, if that makes sense. And then one way to avoid that is to make it specific. So say, you know, we're gonna go with the topic of writing. Say, I wanna ride for an hour. I have to make sure that each task I have on my to-do list has a specific action to it, right? So it could be ride, very vague. But if I say ride, work on trot pulls, work on bending, work on this, work on that, whatever you see fit. It gives it a specific action. So I'm going to ride and specifically I'm going to work on this and this. And that's one way to help me because it's actually something productive versus just going around in a circle for 10 minutes and calling it good. It gives me something to do. It sets my plan and it helps me progress towards my goals. So if each task doesn't have a specific action, rethink it and kind of think, what do I need to do to make progress towards my goals? What's something that would in the end benefit me and get me closer to my goals? As well, when you don't have a specific action to each task, it doesn't allow you to know when the object is really completed, right? I could ride and ride and ride for an hour, but then if I don't have a specific task, I don't really know when to call it done kind of thing, if that makes sense. If I have a specific action, work on trot poles, I can work on trot poles for an hour versus if it's this big, vague thing that's floating around, you don't really know when it's complete, except for when you decide that you're bored with it and move on. 
it also connects your tasks with your goals, right? So talk about writing. So if my goal is to be jumping, I have to stop and think, how can I turn these vague to-do list tasks into something that's more specific? And specifically, how can I make sure those tasks get me towards my goal, right? So if my goal is jumping and my task is to ride for one hour, what's something I can do during that ride that'll get me closer to where I want to be, get me closer to jumping? What do we do in jumping? We turn, we go over poles, all these different things. So then that helps you kind of break down that vagueness and have specific actions for each task, but it also connects it to your goal. So it's not just ride. Okay, I could just ride for a week and yeah, my horse gets exercised and things like that. But if we don't work on anything, it doesn't get me anywhere closer to my goal. When you make it less vague, it's a way to connect it to your goal and also connecting it to your goal makes it less vague, if that makes any sense. Mistake number two, not scheduling it in. This is something I've actually done for many years now and I'm just now realizing the importance of scheduling it in. And it makes total sense, but it never even occurred to me to do it in the past, right? Don't make the list the day of, make it sometime in advance because that gives you time to rearrange and reanalyze. So for example, about mm, probably a month ago, I made a to-do list for the Trot Queen coaching, the business. And number one, it was very vague. And number two, I came back to it a month later and some of the things weren't done because one, I hadn't scheduled them in and two, they were vague, but I came back to it. And so when I first created it, right, it made sense. It seemed good to go. But then coming back to it, I got rid of just about everything because it was vague or it didn't apply or whatever reason. And I reanalyzed. And because I took time away to think about it and then come back to it, I was like, hey, you know, that's not really productive or that's not really a good task to have on there. So reanalyzing, stepping away to reanalyze and to kind of think about it and view it with fresh eyes on a different day or at a different time really, really helps. It also allows time to process and produce the list. So, you know, if you sit down and you're like, oh, I have to do, I have to get this whole list out in five minutes. Can be done, but most often you're gonna forget a couple things. Cause I don't know about you, but on a regular basis, I stop and go, ooh, I need to add this to the list. And I try to remember it throughout the day and I get home to sit down and make a list and I can't remember shit. As well, when you set deadlines for each item, it creates urgency and it helps your brain focus and it can kind of help you in two different ways. It can help you focus because you've allotted a specific set of minutes, hours, however long, to work on that project. So it can help you in the sense where it's like, okay, I've cleared my schedule, I have a whole hour to do this item. And it kind of gets rid of all the other distraction because you've scheduled everything else in. It's a lot less overwhelming to look at your to-do list when you've scheduled things in. You know that you can get things in accordingly, you can delete things that might not be so important because your time is limited and it helps you focus. As well, it kind of creates an urgency where it's like, I've only got an hour to do this, I need to get it done. And a third way that is kind of helpful to do this is for me personally, sometimes I can sit down and focus and do things for six hours straight and not lose focus. Sometimes though, most times, I can't focus that long. I kind of fall off the wagon and I get bored, right? And I wanna do something else. So this kind of helps me personally to think, okay, I have an hour to do this and I'm gonna work really hard for that hour and then after that hour, I don't have to look at it again. So this is really good if it's something that you're uncomfortable with or something you know, you're know you nervous to do, something that requires courage to do. You know, when you don't wanna show up for yourself, it's a fantastic way to say, okay, I'm gonna do this difficult thing for one hour, I'm gonna give it my best shot, and then after that, I'm gonna release it, and I don't have to worry about it. So that's another way it's really helpful. 
It also weeds out the items that require longer periods of time. So if I have on my to-do list, number one, ride, number two, organize my tack locker. So organizing my tack locker, that's vague, as I mentioned, but also it's a really long task. So I need to break it down into smaller pieces as well as make it more specific, right? So that's definitely something that could take the entire, entire day if I let it. But I don't want it to because I have other shit I need to do. By scheduling it in, you kind of see how much time you really have and you really don't have. If I show up at the barn and I need to ride, I need to work on trot poles, I need to work on this, I need to work on this. I also need to clean my tack locker and then I need to do another list of things at home. Scheduling it in lets me see that and lets me see, okay, I need to clean my tack locker, but it's going to take a significant amount of time. So I'm going to start on this specific thing. I'm going to reorganize my polos. I'm going to reorganize my saddle pads. I'm going to do a certain amount of things that gets me closer to accomplishing that goal, but I'm only going to have a certain amount of time to do it. So it kind of helps you weed out those items to either dedicate a whole day to it. If you can, you know, if you want to do a couple small items one day and clear it off your to-do list and then have nothing else to do. So you can dedicate a full day or however much time to the bigger task. You can do that. Or it gives you time to say, I'm going to schedule it in a certain amount of pieces, right? I'm going to do like part one today, part two tomorrow. As well, you know, it, this is kind of a way when we don't schedule it in to fall off the bandwagon, so to speak. And to blame it later. To say, when you schedule it in, you're saying, look, I have this time and I am dedicating this time to this task to get it done. But if we don't schedule it in we fall off the bandwagon and we don't get it done because there's always something more important that pops up, right? So that's an excuse that I've found my own brain makes on multiple occasions where I'm like, ah, I need to go to the barn. I need to ride today. And then it's like, well, you know, I, I could work on the business and I should do that because that's more important, right? I need to get these things done in the business. But when we schedule it in, you know, we have a time, I'm going to go to the barn from this time to this time, I'm going to do everything I need to do then. And then look, I have all these other items scheduled for the business or for home life or for whatever it is. So I know for a fact, they're going to get done as well as my barn time. So that's really important. And that's really helpful for me personally, to schedule it in. And that's why scheduling it in is so important. Otherwise, if I don't do it, it's simply because I'm avoiding it, right? I can't blame any other thing. And it kind of shows me if I schedule it in and I'm still not doing it, I can see at the end of each week, maybe multiple weeks in a row, that I'm avoiding one specific item and it lets me go deeper and kind of analyze why I'm avoiding it and work on it. Versus if I don't schedule it in and I don't write it down, I might forget about it or I might, you know, like, ooh, I have to do this other thing that's more important. And we don't want that because then shit doesn't get done. So that's number two, not scheduling it in. Number three is that the list is too long. So as perfectionists, we like to feel productive. And if we have a big, long list, you know, we wake up in the morning, we sit down and we're like, dang, I'm going to get this whole list done. And we write a list of like 20 items. Chances are in a few minutes, maybe a few hours, we're going to feel overwhelmed. And perfectionists have an all or nothing mindset, right? So we either want to do the entire list and we feel like we have to do the entire list in order to feel productive. So we either start on it and don't finish it because if we can't finish it, what's the point of even doing it? So we start on it, realize it's overwhelming and give up, or we just don't even start on it at all because we know we're not going to get it done. And there's a lot of things on there and we're overwhelmed. I personally like to make my lists 
five to ten items. Five if they're like really important, like I said earlier, really important. They're going to take a long time. So cleaning my tack locker might be on a week when I have five items on my overall to-do list instead of ten because I know that's going to take a longer time so I can dedicate maybe two, three hours to cleaning my tack locker instead of 30 minutes because I have other smaller things I need to do. And 10 items is more, I have a bunch of small things I need to do, but they're usually gonna take about half an hour to an hour. But I like to keep it to five to 10 because if it's any longer, it's overwhelming. And then my brain goes, shit, I don't have enough time to do all this stuff. So I'm just not gonna do it. It's this all or nothing mindset where I'm either gonna do all of the things or I'm gonna do none of the things because I can't do all the things. Make sure it's not too long. Um, you can judge your time allotted and make it five super important tasks. It's what we call needle movers. So needle movers are things that get you towards your goal. So like doing trot pulls, doing transitions, you know, working on this, that, the other thing that gets me towards my goal of jumping more than just, you know, practicing my haunch turns, for example. I don't know. So needle mover so five needle movers or in the business you know if i need to set up an email list to help me grow my subscribers that's significantly more important than deciding what color to make my logo and the email list might take longer it might take one or two hours to kind of figure it out and figure out how to do it versus choosing a color for something takes five minutes so on a day where i have a bunch of little tasks to do like that and not many big tasks i can have a 10 item list but on the other days I need more time so smaller quantity higher quality basically it also helps you narrow it down to achievable items what's achievable in the time you have so if I get off work and I have about an hour before I need to go to bed I'm not necessarily going to sit down and do something big long and crazy that's not really achievable to get it done without suffering the next day because I'm exhausted and spent three hours working on something. So it helps you narrow it down to achievable items for the time period that you have. And it's also, like I said, quality over quantity. Make sure they're quality items because the brain as well likes to do a bunch of little things so we can look at that big to-do list and say, man, I did all these things. I was so productive today. But a week from now, are you gonna be any further than you were to begin with? A little bit but not really we want to find things that get us ahead significantly so number three don't make it too long and number four the final one is not prioritizing items so perfectionists like to fill in the blanks with what I call filler work I'm avoiding this big thing so I'm avoiding writing for example so I'm going to do smaller things that my brain thinks is productive so I can feel good about it but it's really not. So it might be, I need to ride today, but instead I'm gonna organize my bits. Or instead I'm gonna sweep the bottom of my tack locker. I'm gonna sweep the floor. Or instead of riding or even going to the barn at all, I'm gonna stay home and I'm gonna work on choosing a color palette for my blog. Or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. It's smaller things that kind of fill the gap as an excuse not to do the bigger things and not to do the needle movers. I really need to ride, you know, but I'm like, ooh, you know, my saddle pads aren't clean. So I'm gonna wash all my saddle pads first and then I'll ride. And then, you know, while I'm washing my saddle pads, I should probably rearrange my polo wraps so they're ready for the next time I ride. So I'm gonna organize them by color. And just little things like that that aren't necessarily important. Yes, they definitely can be done and should be done when I have time. But if my time is limited, 
I need to prioritize the needle mover, the big thing, the writing, the working on something productive that gets me towards my goal in the end. Prioritizing items, like I said, you can blame it later, and a lot of perfectionists do. Like, I would have written if I didn't spend all my time organizing my polar wraps by color. I would have written, but, you know, I, I had to organize my supplements alphabetically. Or I would have written, but I had to stay at home and count how many cups I have in the cupboard. So it's a way to not do the scary thing. And then later on down the road, we can blame that later for our lack of progress. Like, you know, I would have done it, but I just, I didn't have the time because I was so busy doing these other things. And it makes us feel better, right? Like, you know, because we were being productive, technically speaking. We were getting shit done. It just wasn't important things. So you need to prioritize the important things and then fill in any of the littler things around the important things. So if my whole day is going to the barn and cleaning out my tack locker and writing, I need to fit in the other smaller, less important things, not necessarily unimportant, into that, right? So I got to prioritize. Like what's most important, what'll get me towards my goal the fastest, do that first and then do the little things. And it's going to be uncomfortable. We're not going to want to do it. We're not going to want to show up for ourselves that way. And we're not going to want to work hard because our brain wants to protect us. So overall, it's like, you know, what if I show up every day and I put in 110% and I prioritize and I do those needle movers and at the end of the day, it doesn't work out. So that's ultimately what our brain is trying to protect us from is that shame of failure, right? That embarrassment, the failure, the disappointment, the letting us down, letting someone else down. You know, we're afraid that if we go to the max and do everything we can, it still won't be enough. And that's what our brain is trying to protect us from. When we're doing all of these things and making all these quote-unquote mistakes, it happens for a reason, psychologically, and it's just about understanding why and refusing to let it get to us. We still got to show up anyway, because even if it doesn't work out, we're still going to get some sort of result, right? We have to. You, it's not like you put in all the effort for absolutely nothing. It's either that you learn something, you get something from it, you gain skills from it, you gain you know, a better work ethic, you gain self-trust. There's always a takeaway, even when we do fail. You know, like everybody says, there's always a silver lining. So anyway, little tangent there. Not prioritizing items. You can blame it later. And one thing that really, 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 really helps me is I write a running to-do list for the week. Anytime I think of something, I write it down. And then I stop. I review it the day before, whatever it is. And I take my to-do list and I make it a must-do list. So I look at my to-do list, look at all the things I have, identify the needle movers, and I make a must-do list. So if my list is ride, organize my tack locker, do the laundry, clean the kitchen, do the dishes, make grain bags, work on the business, do this, do that, do this, do that. That's my running to-do list for the week. I got it out of my brain. I did a little thought download and just regurgitated everything onto the page. But then I'm sitting down to say, okay, what of this is important? What of it is not? What of it is a needle mover, writing? What isn't? Cleaning the dishes? Yes, the dishes still need to be done, but I need to prioritize. So those go on the must-do list. Writing, organizing my tack lockers, arguable because it's a disaster. 
I know grain bags is a priority because my horse has got to eat. He's got to get his supplements. So you kind of look at what you have and you look at what needs to be done, but what must be done. And you analyze what will produce big outcomes, right? So if my horse doesn't get fed, that's a must do versus cleaning the dishes. Yeah, it needs to get done. But I really need to get my butt to the barn and make grain bags for my horse. I really need to ride. And again, it also connects the tasks with the goals. So you might have things on there that you take a little break from and you come back and you're like, you know what, this isn't really important. It's kind of something I put on there because I was thinking about it, but it doesn't really benefit me and it doesn't really get me anywhere. So maybe I don't actually need to do that. And as well, a to-do list can be long. Overall, a to-do list can be lengthy. It can be more than 10 items, but we usually want our must-do list to be five to 10. And then if we have more time after that, we can always add things back on, right? We always have that draft list to refer back to if we finish everything first. So it's fun, but we can always refer back to that to-do list and say, I get the writing done. I clean the tack locker. I at least start to, I make some sort of progress towards that. I have extra time here or there in the middle of the day or at the end of the day. And I can say, you know, the dishes still need to be done. So I'm going to do those real quick. Yeah, so number four, not prioritizing items or prioritizing the wrong items, I guess I should say. So those are the four main mistakes. Number one, again, being vague. Make sure each task has a specific action to it. Connect it to your goals. And then number two, schedule it in. Figure out the must-dos and schedule that shit in, man. I swear, it, it changes everything. Number three, that the list is too long and too overwhelming. Keep it short, keep it simple, quality over quantity. Like I said, what's the most important thing? Writing. What's the least important thing? At the end of the day, organizing your socks. Prioritize. And then number four, like we just went over, not prioritizing items. So not everything is created equal, right? So some things are more important than others. And that's different for everybody. Nobody can say, no, that's not important. You shouldn't do it. You kind of just kind of take it as you see fit. And you got to know too that whatever you do so say you do put non-important items on your to-do list that's totally fine you learn and then next week you do better it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be 100 percent. it's a learning thing it's not something you have to do perfect right off the bat or else it's not going to work you're still going to walk away with important things and you're going to learn for next time you know that didn't quite work for me last week so we're going to try it this way and that's all part of the process i've actually created a little freebie for anybody who might want it on my website it's a to-do list checklist. So it runs over all of these, you know, it makes sure. So you create your to-do list, you create your must-do list, and then you can go back over with the freebie, the checklist, and say, okay, is each item specific? Did I schedule it in? Is my list too long? Did I prioritize properly? So it kind of helps you because, you know, you can't listen to this podcast all day, every day. So it's something to kind of keep in your back pocket for when you're creating a to-do list on the fly or your must-do list, or scheduling it in, or whatever it is, to kind of have a little checklist and remember the key point to ensure that your to-do list is as effective as possible, and that you can get as much done as possible. So that's my thought on that. It's something I'm implementing in my own life for starting this last week here, and I'm going to do it for 90 days, and already I've seen great progress with it. I'm really excited to see shit change, so I'm super excited. But those are four common mistakes that people, perfectionists specifically, and we do it for a reason, but those are mistakes that people make 
when making a to-do list. So I hope you guys found it helpful. I'm going to do podcasts every week. They will be up Saturdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we're going to go over different topics like this every single week. This is kind of going to be the theme of it. It's going to be horse-related, but it's going to be specifically for perfectionists that struggle with these kind of things. And you might not even know that you are struggling with them until it comes up and you're like, oh shit, I do do that. Go ahead and go onto my website and check out that freebie. Download it for yourself. Give it a whirl and let me know how it works for you guys.